We've been on a series ever since our vision night, February the 17th. We've been on a series on Wednesday nights, or a little bit after that, um, on foundation. And from our vision night, we talked about engaging and going after somebody, having a one out there that you engage and go after. And, and as you do that, as you go after one to de- establish relationships with people and then, and then allow people to be established in foundation in the Word of God and, and the foundations that are important. And as I, as I shared with you, and I've mentioned this several times, there's, there's things from foundation, from a foundation series that is, is very important for it to be established in you. And we are, in, in, in the last uh, five services on Wednesday that, I, that I've shared, um, we've talked about several things that create a statement of faith, something inside of you. You know, people say, well, you know, I have faith, or I'm of the faith, or I'm, you know, I'm of a faith of some kind. But, but a statement of faith is something else. And, and I've given you five topics that we've taught about in, in five different sessions. And these five topics have to do with what a statement of faith should be in, in a person's heart, things that people should have established on the inside. And, and number one is knowing who you are in Christ. You've got to know and be established and be able to talk about who you are and, and let other people know who you are in Christ. Um, then we talked also about repentance and and really understanding what true repentance is. A lot of people don't know what repentance is, and a lot of people are afraid of repentance because they don't understand it. Actually, it's one of the most liberating things that can happen in your life when you're free of pride and, and you truly understand what it means uh, to, to repent. And so we talked about that. And um, then we talked about water baptism and the importance of water baptism person must be born again, and when they're born again and they're water baptized, there's something that happens, and we had a water baptism on the Sunday after we taught on this, and, and every person, I believe, that was water baptized came up out of that water changed in the fact that they came up with a realization that they were empowered to overcome difficulties or issues in their life, and that's what water baptism represents, is that now I'm, now I'm dead to myself, but alive to God in Christ Jesus. Then we talked about the Holy Spirit and the person of the Holy Spirit and, the, and understanding the baptism of the Holy Spirit and what the Spirit provides. Vital that we understand that. And, and now on Sunday, we're doing a series on Holy Spirit, the help. Understanding that He is the help. And then our fifth, our fifth topic that rounds out a statement of faith in our heart had to do with church and community. Now, when we started this foundation series, I said there were three specific topics. One was faith, one was the Word, and then the third was church and community and understanding it. And I believe that 
that what we're sharing, and, and, I, and I tell you this and, and encourage you to do this and encourage other people to go to that, but you can go to the website, go to the podcast, and, and, um, and, and listen to all of these messages because there are foundational truths that every person needs, and it doesn't matter how much foundation you think you have, there, there many times are cracks or lines in our foundation that we need to seal up and make sure that it's stronger than it's ever been, and so foundational truths are vital. But you know what I've noticed is, is that a lot of people are born again for years and years, and they never had foundation laid in their life. And so it's really important that you embrace what we have taught, go listen to it, and then you can lead other people as you're leading people and connecting with people and bringing people in and being encouraged to bring people in and develop relationship. Really encourage him to go and, and, and listen to this foundation, this foundation series because of how important it is for their, their walk with God. So tonight, we're, for three weeks, we're going to talk about the Word. And <clears throat> there, there are several things that should come from each of these foundational truths. There's certain things that should come from this statement of faith. You know, we should know who we are in a greater way. We should, we should be able to walk in the authority that the Holy Spirit brings to us because we're born again. We should know how to repent, but how to teach repentance to other people. It's important that we're able to duplicate ourselves because, you know, what, what, do, what are we really here for? What are we on this planet for? Just for ourselves or are we here for other people? We're here to get these foundation and revelational truths established in us, but then we've got to be able to share these things, you know? And, and you know, and, and another thing is, as we talked about, we, we should understand what true water baptism is and what the baptism of the Holy Spirit, and we should be able to lead other people into the understanding of the baptism of the Holy Spirit. You can't make someone be baptized in the Holy Spirit, but you can lead them to that place and, and, and help them to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit with the evidence of other tongues and not be afraid of it. Because, you know, we've talked about in, in the weeks past how that, you know, that in, in the church world I came up in, you know, when I finally got born again, you know, the Holy Spirit was at times kind of a spooky subject, you know, and it was this, this uh, subject that, well, you know, some people talked about, but other people shied away from, and, and there was a lot of strange approaches that people took to leading people to being baptized in the Holy Spirit, and we, we don't want to be strange, and I'm telling you, my Heavenly Father is not strange, right, and so there's things like that that, that we need to learn from a statement of faith. It has to be established in us. And then tonight as we're talking about the Word, tonight we're talking about the Word, and for the next three weeks we're going to talk about three different subjects in regarding the Word. Number one, hearing the Word, which we're going to talk about tonight. Number two, memorizing the Word. And number three, acting upon the Word. And so, these are foundational truths that need to be and must be established in our lives and in our hearts. Amen? 
Very important that these things are established in us. So, tonight, I want to start with Revelation chapter 1, and we're just going to go through a few scriptures and look at the importance of hearing the Word. And you may think that hearing the Word is one thing, but I'm telling you tonight that hearing the Word is is something maybe a little bit more than what you think it is. I mean, you're hearing me teach the Word tonight, but I'm going to look at what the Scripture says about the importance, foundationally, of hearing the Word of God. Okay? Revelation chapter 1 and verse 1. The revelation of Jesus Christ, which God gave him to show his servants, things which must shortly take place, and he sent and signified it by his angel to his servant John, who bore witness to the word of God and to the testimony of Jesus Christ to all things that he saw. Verse 3, blessed is he who reads and those who hear the words of this prophecy and keep those things which are written in it for the time is near. Blessed is he who reads and who hears the words of, these, of, of this prophecy. So, this is a revelation. That the book of Revelation is a revelation of Jesus Christ that was given to the Apostle John for him to pen and then to get into the churches. In the next few chapters, you see where it went to the different churches of, the, uh, of that day. Well, it's come down to us, and this verse, this verse 3 here is saying... That if you want to be blessed, you've got to read and you've got to hear the Word of God. You've got to hear it. Because there's something about hearing that we, it's so vitally important that we be established in, in in this way. That we understand how we are affected every minute of every day by things that we hear. All the time. All day long. Things are being spoken, are being said. There's, a, there's an information highway that's just exploding out there. And, and all day long, you are listening and hearing something. And the Bible says that you'll be blessed if you hear the words of this prophecy. And what prophecy is, prophecy is the spoken word of God. It's... It, it's someone hearing from God and then speaking it forth. There's different levels of prophecy, but, but in a nutshell, that's what prophecy is. Something that God said that man took and declared. So when you hear things, as you're hearing me teach tonight, okay, I'm prophesying on a certain level I am prophesying because I'm speaking the word that God gave me that he told me needed to be preached and and declared and spoken. So if you hear it and read it and meditate on it, he said you'll be blessed. So think about that as we go through a few scriptures here. Acts chapter 15. Acts 15 and verse 6. 
Now, here's, here, here's an interesting story, and I'll just say a couple things to lead up to what I'm going to read, a couple of verses I'm going to read right here. But, so, Jesus dies, he's resurrected, he, told, he tells, there's probably 300 of them that went to the upper room, and he told them to go and tarry in the upper room, and that the Holy Ghost would come and he would empower them, and it happened, and, and there were certain ones that, that were closest to Jesus, like we see Peter here, and we see we see where the, where the Apostle Paul, once he was converted, he wasn't one of the original, one of the original 12, but he was, he was one coming later where Jesus ministered to him on the road to Damascus after, you know, uh, Jesus left the earth. But the different ones, John and, and, and we see, like I said, Peter and James, and different ones that be, began to be pillars in the church because of the time that they had spent with Jesus and he prepared them and handpicked them to minister truth within the church. And so all of a sudden there begins to be this um, kind of battle over whether anybody other than Jews could be saved. Well, God had already come to Cornelius' house by now and, and spoken to Peter and to Cornelius, and Cornelius gets born again, who is a Gentile. And, and, but there's this squabbling in the inner circle going on about who can be saved, okay? So here we see in verse 6 of chapter 15, now the apostles and elders came together to consider this matter. And when there had been much dispute, Peter rose up and he said to them, men and brethren, you know that a good while ago God chose among us Watch this, that my mouth, that by my mouth, the Gentiles should hear the word of the gospel and do what? Believe. That by my mouth, the Gentiles would hear and they would believe. Amazing. That they would hear and they would believe. So God who knows the heart acknowledge them by giving them the Holy Spirit just as he did to us. So in other words, God's no respecter of person. But the key is, the key is that for a person to believe, they've got to hear. Okay? So what's the believing thing all about? I mean, really let's break it down. We think we know what it means to believe in something, but what does it really mean to believe something? Not just to know what something says, but to really believe that it's so. When, when, when you believe you can do a specific thing, if you, if, if, if you were to go with me to a golf driving range and I, and I spent week after week with you and I taught you how to swing a golf club like I did all my life and I taught you how to do that, when you first started hitting the ball, you, you probably wouldn't hit it very well. But the more you practiced and the more you spent time swinging that golf club and hitting those balls, the better you'd get to where one day you would think, you know what, I can do this. I can go out on a golf course and I can actually play around a golf. I can do this. Well, to believe in something is because you've practiced it, you've meditated on it, you've listened to it, you've spent time with it. It's rolling over and over in your mind. You're meditating on it. It's going in you, coming out of you. You're talking about it all the time. 
And you come to a place where you know you can do it. That's, that's when you believe. When you know you can do something, no matter what anybody else thinks, that's when you believe. Because you know what? You may be a loser in your head, and I tell you that you're a winner, but at the end of the day, you're going to believe what you think. See, that's what believing really is. So what it took for these Gentiles to believe was for somebody to speak the word. And God chose Peter to speak to the Gentiles, these Gentiles, and deliver the message to them so that they could be saved like anybody else. But it took hearing. Okay? So look at Romans 10. Romans 10 and verse 10. For with the heart one believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation or completeness. For the scripture says, whoever believes on him will not be put to shame. For there's no distinction between Jew and Greek, for the same Lord over all is rich to all who call upon him. Forever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. How then shall they call on him in whom they've not believed? And how shall they believe in him of whom they've not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? And how shall somebody that's called to preach preach unless they're sent as it is written? How beautiful are the feet of those who preach the gospel of peace, who bring glad tidings of good things. Verse 16. But they have not all obeyed the gospel, for Isaiah says, Lord, who has believed our report? So then, so then, faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. So to believe, you have to have faith in what the information that's being delivered is telling you about the thing that you're going to do. So if I'm teaching you golf you got to have faith in the fact that I know what in the crud I'm talking about. Right? you got to believe that. And if you believe that I know what I'm talking about and I'm giving you correct information and you keep practicing and meditating and listening and spending time at it over and over and over and over and over again, after a while you're going to have faith to do that specific thing because the power to believe when we're talking about with the Word of God, the power to believe in something is in the Word itself. And the more you meditate and listen to it, the more it changes your perception of whatever it is that you're up against because the enemy is going to constantly tell you that you can't do one thing after another. Things that you struggle with in your life, he's going to tell you that you can't do. And I'm telling you today, Something that has to be in your arsenal is you have to be convinced of hearing the Word of God. Because if you're not hearing the Word, you will never believe that God will do what He said He'll do in any area of your life. Financially, physically, mentally, where your marriage is concerned, where your future is concerned, where anything is concerned, you will never believe. And our tendency is when we know something that we don't have to keep hearing. Watch what it says in verse 17. 
So then faith comes from having heard. Is that what it says? No? Faith comes from hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing and continuing to hear and continuing to hear and continuing to hear over and over and over again. That's why I told you, go to the website. That's why we make it available. It didn't cost you a dime. Just go listen. Listen to it over and over and over and over and over again. The only way that the word became real to me is that I listened to it all the time. You can ask my wife in the first probably 10 years that we were married, I listened to the word more than I listened to anything else. All through the 80s, there were all kinds of shows on television and sitcoms that when the 90s came, I didn't even know there were, you know, I didn't even know the Cosby show was on. Anybody knows what the Cosby show anyway, I'm dating myself now. I didn't even know the Cosby show. It was a great show, and, and everybody watched it, but I didn't even know that it was actually on because I was so consumed with the Word. All I did was listen to God. All I did, I mean, the 80s were boring, but to me it was exciting because I found something I'd never seen and never heard before, and I dove into that, and that's all I listened to, and it trained me to think and listen Listen, if the 80s hadn't been consumed with the hearing the word like I heard, then the new millennium would have been a disaster for me. Because when the new millennium came, there were attacks and things that came against my life and my family that I'd never seen before. I had no idea. I had no idea that Christian people would do some of the things that Christian people would do. I got in the middle of situations I had no idea that I would get into. The reason I'm standing here today is because in the 80s, I listened. I listened to God. I trained my thinking. I trained myself to believe the Word of God and to not be moved by what I see. And I'm telling you, when the new millennium rolled around, you know, everybody was worried about Y2K. And it, it went tick-tock, tick-tock. And it's like this whole arsenal of hell came against me and my family. And I like poor me. I'm just saying that's what happens. <laughs> if you're going to do anything for God, things come against you. But when you know greater is he that is in you than he that's in the world, and you believe that, it's not just something that you've said 900 times and you're hoping God's going to do something. You learn Sunday, God's not here to do it for you. God's here as the helper to help you do what he's put in you to do because you listen to the word of God and the more you listen to it, his will becomes on the inside. But then he didn't make you do it by yourself. He sent you a helper to help you. Amen? Hearing the word of God is vital. Now look at this passage right here. John chapter 8. John chapter 8, verse 37. Jesus, man, talking to these religious people, these Pharisees and Sadducees, man, oh man, oh man. If he hadn't been hearing and listening to the word preached for 30 plus years, <laughs> he wouldn't have been, he'd have killed these guys. I'm telling you, he'd have 
He'd have found him a trumpet somewhere and blown a trumpet, commanded those angels to come down, take these guys out. He would have had no patience and no love for them because they were a piece of work. But it says in verse 37, I know that this is Jesus talking to him. I know that you are Abraham's descendants, but yet you seek to kill me because my word has no place in you. I speak what I have seen with my, my father, and you do what you have seen with your father. They answered and said to him, Abraham is our father. Jesus said to them, if you were Abraham's children, then you would do the works of Abraham. But now you seek to kill me, a man who has told you the truth, which I heard from the God and Father that you say that you follow after. Abraham did not do this. You do the deeds of your father. Then they said to him, we were not born of fornication. We have one father, God. Jesus said to them, if God were your father, you would love me. For I proceeded forth and came from God, nor have I come to myself, come of myself, but he sent me. I didn't come of myself, Jesus is telling them, I can't, but God sent me. Verse 43, why, Jesus said to them, why do you not understand my speech? Because you are not able to listen to my word. Why? You're of your father, the devil. See, he kept thinking they were, Jesus was making, you know, comment of their father God, like they had the same father. No, no. He said, you're serving your father, the devil. Now, that sounds really horrible, you know, but it's not as horrible when you really break it down and you look at the words that are involved here. It's not as horrible as it seems. Because, see, the Bible says that the devil is the God of the system and the thinking of the world. And what he's saying, what he's saying right here, he's saying that you serve, you, you, can't, you can't understand and, and, and know what I'm saying because you spend all your time listening to the things of the world. Because their father, the devil, okay, their father, the devil, is the devil. He's talking about the devil. But the devil, okay, the de no human being was created to live for the devil. Everybody was created by God to live for God. Amen? Everybody was. I don't care who they are. But these people followed after the ways of the world and the ideas and, and the mindset of the enemy because that's what they listened to. They wouldn't listen to the teaching and they wouldn't listen to the truth. You see? And so that's what they followed after. Well, in this verse 43, why do you not understand what I'm saying because you do, you are not able to listen to my word? And the reason they couldn't listen to the word is because they didn't spend any time hearing what he said. Today, many people are not capable of listening to what God is saying because they don't spend time hearing the word. We underestimate. Okay, so what is the hearing? What does hearing the word look like? This is what it looks like. You're listening to what I'm saying tonight. You're hearing the word, but hearing the word looks like this. 
I told you, and you can go to wherever you want to go and listen to Word, but I told you to go to gatesofthecity.com or .org and go to podcast and go to iTunes and type in Gates of the City and click on a message and take the time to listen for 45 minutes to a word that you need to listen to. And when you're listening to that, what is it doing to you? Okay? If you weren't listening to that word, what would you be listening to? Let's say, let's say it's 8 o'clock in the evening and you're at home. If you weren't listening to the word, what would you be listening to? Okay. And I mean, maybe it's good, maybe it's not, right? But you could be watching television, right? Maybe watching some sitcom. Not a bad sitcom. You're just watching a sitcom, you know? And, and, and there's nothing wrong with that. But if all you do, if all you do is watch a sitcom and you do it every day and you get accustomed to it. Because see, when you listen to a sitcom, see, you listen to a sitcom, you're being entertained. When you're listening to the Word, you're being challenged. See, I can't listen to the Word without having something, a pen and paper or my iPad or whatever, and typing notes. i got to take notes when I'm hearing the Word because I'll hear something said that does something to my thinking. Right? So, what's a sitcom somebody watches? I watch a Y50. Anybody watch a Y50? Anybody watch Blue Bloods? Anybody watch Vegas? <clears throat> anyway, so nobody watches nothing. I do. <clears throat> huh? Big Bang Theory? Okay. Big Bang Theory. NCIS. Okay. So, how many like espionage shows? Anybody like espionage? I love espionage stuff. You know, I just love it. And, and, and if I let myself, I can watch it all the time. But see, it's something, you can watch something that you're allowed to watch inside of you that's not controlling your life, and there's nothing wrong with that as long as at least you got some equal time with the Word. You see, because if there's no, if there's, if the only time you ever listen to the Word is when you come here, I promise you, you're being more influenced by the world and the world's winning. So when some difficult thing comes your way, see, when, when I got born again, man, I got, I had trash. I had stuff. My head was screaming with stuff and I got born again, but it didn't change my head. See? And I just realized one day, I got to spend time here. And so I just kept reading and I kept listening. I kept meditating. I kept confessing and, and it just got more and I wanted to do more and I wanted to do more. And I, I mean, I'd stay up till two, three, four o'clock in the morning, just meditating on the word because I couldn't get enough of it because it was something that was happening. And it wasn't that my whole life was transforming in that period of time. It was that I was changing my thinking patterns. See, they were changing, and I was learning to become accustomed to this. So see, today, if I go, if I, if I got on my DVR and I've got a Hawaii Five-O show and I want to watch Hawaii Five-O, well, Hawaii Five-O is not going to do anything to advance the kingdom in my life. But it's a little entertainment, you know? So we can watch that, delete it, it's gone, move on, but I got my tapes, I got my downloads. I got the Word. I can listen to the Word 24-7 all the time. Steve Begarrett can't liberate me. You understand? 
He can't set me free, but Jesus can. See, my faith is not there, but you know what? We can have, we can have fun. We, we, we can have a good time. We can do things. We just, it's just got to be in moderation. You, you understand? We got to balance it out and realize this is more important, and hearing this is more important than anything else you do because it's going to affect the outcome of your life. Hearing is so vitally important. Amen? So, three scriptures left, and I'm going to have to race to finish it. But write these down or make sure you get these. Mark chapter 4 and verse 13. He said to them, Jesus said to them, said to his disciples, If you don't understand this parable, you won't understand anything else. Everybody say, understand. The Bible says in Proverbs something, it says, wisdom is the principal thing. And with all the wisdom that you get from the knowledge you have, get the understanding. Okay? And he said, if you don't understand this parable, you won't understand anything else in life. Anything. Nothing else is going to make God's sense if you don't understand this parable. So or so is the word. These are the ones by the wayside where the word is sown. And he goes on and tells about these. And then as he explains it in a parable, he, go, he, he, go into, he goes into... Um, yeah, no, I was in the right verse. Verse 15. These are the ones by the wayside where the word is sown. When they, what? Here, Satan comes, how quick? Immediately, if not before, and takes away the word that was sown in their hearts. These likewise are the ones sown on stony ground, who when they hear the word, immediately receive it with gladness. They have no firm root in themselves, and so endure for a time, and afterward, when tribulation or persecution arise for the word's sake, immediately they stumble. These are the ones sown among thorns. They're the ones who hear the word, Notice all these guys, everybody's hearing the word. And the cares of the world, the deceitfulness of riches, the desires for other things, entering in, choke the word, and it becomes unfruitful. Verse 20. Here's the lotto guy. Here's the guy that won the million-dollar lotto. But these are the ones sown on good ground. Those who hear the word accept it, bear fruit, some 30, 60, and 100-fold. Now, I'm going to tell you something tonight that you may have never heard before, but I believe this is true because I've been meditating on this for a long time, and God told me I could say it tonight. And it's this, okay? I used to read that and think, well, one of these days, I'm going to be that good fruit guy. I'm going to win the lotto. You see, I, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get the 30, 60, and 100 fold, but you know, man, how many times have I felt like I'm the stony ground guy? Man, I heard the word and Satan came immediately to steal. I'm the guy with the, in the thorns and, and, and the thicket and all the stuff. And it seems like, man, I can't get out of this thing. Listen, I believe that's stages. See, because everybody's been in, had wayside soil. Because you start at square one and you grow. Everybody has been stony ground soil. Everybody. Because you're softening the soil. The word is doing the work. It takes time. You just keep doing it. If I can give you any information that will liberate your life by the time you leave the planet, 
is just don't quit listening to the preach word. Just don't quit listening. Well, but I didn't do it. It doesn't matter. Just keep listening. See, because, listen, what creates all the bushels of apple? The tree? The seed. In a little bitty apple seed, if you planted it in the ground and you took care of it the right way, it would come up and it would create bushels of apples and if some of the seed off of that fell in other places, it would create more trees. And if you planted them the right way and you had a whole, you know, orchard of apples, it would create thousands and thousands and thousands of bushels from one seed. One seed. Next time you eat an apple, think about it as you're throwing that seed away. Or I, I eat them. So I plant them. <laughs> Anyway, so, <laughs> and so the next time you see one of those apple seeds, you think about all the bushels that are in there. And you know what? Every time you hear something preached, a seed is sown. Seed sown. So these are levels. And you know what? If you don't quit, you can become a 10-fold, you'll become a 20, you'll become a 30, a 60, you'll become a 100-fold person. You know what? And the Bible says it will happen to you if you don't quit in this life. Come on, shout amen, somebody. That's us. Now, I'm going to finish. I know it's already nine after, but i got to read these last two verses. Luke 11 and verse 28. Ah, what a good verse. Don't forget this verse. 11 and 28. Uh, Look at verse 27. And it happened as he spoke these things that a certain woman from the crowd raised her voice and said to him, and she was being complimentary of him, blessed is the womb that bore you and the breasts which you nursed from. Watch what he said. But he said, yeah, he said more than that. He didn't say that's not true. Because he believed that his mom was a blessing because of the things that he did for her at the end of his life. Made sure she was taken care of for the rest of her life. Amen? He made sure of that. So she was a blessing. Watch this. But more than that, blessed are those who hear the word of God and they keep it. If I can give you anything for the rest of your life, just don't quit listening to the word of God and make sure that you have as much time of information you're hearing from the world, from the Word, and I'm telling you what will happen is your desire will cause, the desire will be inside of you to produce more Word and more Word and more listening to the Word and the things of the world become obsolete. I don't need a Y50. You got to get rid of that. I've been there, you know. If I couldn't watch Monday Night Football, there was a certain time in my life I didn't watch Monday Night Football. I, I could I could feel myself going through withdrawals. Freak me out. Amos 8. 
And I'll end with this. Amos. Amos and Andy. Verse 11. <clears throat> Behold, the days are coming, says the Lord God, that I will send a famine on the land, not a famine of bread, nor a thirst for water, but of hearing the words of the Lord. And they will wander from sea to shining sea, from north to south, east to west. They will run to and fro, seeking the word of the Lord, but they shall not find it. You know why? Because they don't know what they're seeking for. If you and I are not accustomed, listen, you can lose it. You can have it and lose it if you don't keep developing it. A hunger for the preached word. No stronger foundational revelation that you need in your arsenal. And it's you being convinced that you need the preached word in your life all the time, every day. You need something. Well, you know, Pastor, I, I read my little daily devotional. It's not enough. It's a good start. Start right there. Do you, I'm not making fun of daily devotionals. I have them. Good, they're good. They're great. Start there. It's not enough. It's not enough. You need to hear the word being taught. We live in an information highway, technology that's off the charts. At your fingertips, you can listen to anything you want to for practically nothing. There's no excuse. There's no excuse. None. You've got to listen to it so it changes the way that you think. And you know, I'll just tell you this as I end. You can't just listen to anything. And I'm talking about word preached. Because not every word that is preached out there is going to liberate your soul. There's things that, you know, will just create more bondage and fear and torment in your life. And that's why, I promise you, you will not get fear and torment from words that you hear when you go to gatesofthecity.org. You'll hear the word preached. I'm not saying there's lots of other people. You know, talk to people in the body here that have been here for a while that listen to other teachers and other people that preach the word. Just make sure that it's the right stuff. Because you need stuff that's going to build you and encourage you and let you know you can do it. Amen? And you can overcome in every situation. Father, tonight we thank you. Lord in heaven, we thank you. Thank you for your blessing. for the word of God that is alive and well in our lives. So we become convinced of hearing the word like we never have before. I thank you for ideas and inventions. I thank you for empowerment, for health and healing to come in the name of Jesus like never before. Like never before. Whew. Today, I'll leave you with this. My wife and I were just in prayer together. And as I was praying in the Spirit, the Lord said to pray certain verses, about a dozen different scriptures that we prayed over all of you for favor, for supernatural favor on your life. It was just a, it was, I mean, you know, I pray in the Spirit and speak things over your lives all the time, but, but it's real direct that the Lord said that you have favor, each and every one of you. 
that the favor of God is on your life. One of the things that we spoke was that you had favor like a shield, according to Psalm 512, that you have favor like a shield around you. Everywhere you go, whatever you do, who you come in contact with, that you have favor with men because of your God. So expect it. I wanted to tell you that because it was so strong on us this morning when we prayed. Any two agree is touching anything that they ask. I'm telling you, favor is out there for the taking for you if you believe it. And that's why I told you that tonight. It was worth you to come to get that as much as anything. Favor. God bless you.